everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zubini. If you're brand new to this show, this show is all about a little well-known cat called Primrose, as she is just not wanting to leave me alone. So you all get a little kitty if you're watching the video, that is. Um, if you're watching the audio, I'm sorry, you do not get to see the kitty at all, as she just will not go away from me. Today, uh, yeah, so it's about Magic the Gathering, little card game. So today we brought on none other than an awesome cosplayer slash Twitch streamer, uh, Zabrakis, a.k.a. Whitney, a.k.a. Zab. Um, and we talked a lot about her start in cosplay, uh, her start in Magic and D&D. And um, she also has a D&D channel as well, too, on Twitch, which I did not know that. That's awesome. So... We discussed that, and it was just a really fun time, really cool time talking with her. Uh, before we get into that interview, got a little bit of announcements out of the way. Uh, this stream, well, not stream, but this podcast can be found on the following, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. Oh, and Amazon Music. If uh, you want to help support the show in any way possible, you can help support us on Patreon.com slash MagicWithZuby on and you can find me on Twitter at MagicWithZuby, on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. And you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com. This freaking cat will not leave me alone. Uh, we are also newly sponsored by Cardsphere.com, the best place to buy, trade, and sell your Magic singles and sealed product. Um, oh my gosh, this cat. And then we've just got one other quick ad to get out of the way, and then we will get to the interview. Stop it, cat! Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we'll get on to the interview with Zabrakis. Yes, I'm keeping this live. I'm not editing it. And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... Anormie? Yeah, exactly! Anormie! Well, have I got the show for you. The all-new Magic Vanormie show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic, Magic for, for normies. normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic Wazubi RSS feed. Do -do 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 -do. Magic for normies. So hey, Zuby here, and I have got the awesome Zabrakis, aka Whitney, or Zab, or however you want to... I guess, what's sort of your nickname? Is it Zab, or...? <laughs> I guess my nickname would be Zab, yeah. Zab? Okay, cool. It's uh, my nickname, Zuby. I've had that nickname forever. These um, unite. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, how are you doing? Oh, I like your shirt, by the way. Oh, thank you. It's, I made it myself, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Really? <laughs> well, designed it. I, I mean, I did not, like, pick the whatever. Print it out and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry, I just trying to get cozy. Um, no, it's all right. Question, how am I? I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm uh, looking forward to work after tomorrow because I have... Uh, I'm taking off like 12 days. Oh, nice. And it's a vacation. Oh, yeah. And AKA, it's going to be a staycation. I'm going to stay home, play a lot of video games, and not do much. Maybe go to nice. the beach one day because um, I'm over here I in Florida. Definitely do that. So, yeah. Yes, do that. 
Yeah, and it's like, this is like the perfect time of year to go to the beach too here in Florida because it's not too hot and mm-hmm. it's getting less and less crowded because of the you know summer sense. summer crowds going away. There's not still like tons of people going because like beaches were closed for a while because of COVID. People are just like giving up. Oh, gosh, so <laughs> it, it's uh, we're, we're, are you still in Utah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm sure you've heard like all the news about, you know, Florida and how they've like barely treated this whole pandemic seriously and all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, beaches. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, for like, I want to say near the end of May is when especially beaches started opening back up. So since May, it's people have been treating it pretty much the same. And okay. it's like, and here I am freaking out over here, just like, oh, my God, we can't go anywhere. And, you know, I'm starting to now just be comfortable going out to restaurants, you know, wearing a mask mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But, yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting year for sure. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. And so you said Utah is pretty much the same. Interesting year. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it's a very conservative state. Um, oh, yep. <laughs> and since COVID has been turned into a political thing, um, I feel like that kind of oh speaks gosh. for itself. Right. It's <laughs> what, what I find crazy. So I work in healthcare. Uh, that's my day job. Oh, and okay. um, it's it's crazy that I know healthcare professionals that are like nurses, doctors that are should know better that are like oh it's no worse than the flu and all that i'm just like oh my god or i'm not wearing a mask when i go outside i'm like oh god just why (laughs) (sighs) it's 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 scary when even the healthcare professionals are blowing this off like it's nothing yeah it's true that doesn't help anything (laughs) oh man so uh it's been an interesting year um so what have you what have you been doing during this time? Anything interesting, fun, exciting? I know you've been streaming a lot more. Um, didn't you make partner this year or was that last yes. year? Yes. Okay. Um it's it's been a crazy year. Um yeah, COVID allowed me to be able to stream a lot more since I didn't have to go to conventions all the time. Um and so, yeah, I was able to make Twitch partner. I joined nice. the esports team Fade to Karma. Um, uh, currently working on a big tournament with them that we just announced yesterday. So that's exciting. Oh, I uh, saw that. MTG yeah. Tournaments. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. Um, and I kind of started a new job. It was it was basically my old job merged into a much more responsibility job. So is that a good thing? I work as a paralegal. Oh, okay. <laughs> and awesome. And my law firm merged with a big law firm. So. so is that a good thing? It's a good thing, yes. Okay, okay, good. Except that it means I'm busy all the time and have less time for streaming now. So I went from being able to stream a lot to hardly at all. So yeah. I'm trying to figure that out. I, I know what you mean. I, I kind of took the opposite. Like last year I was in a managerial position, got a working from home position with less responsibilities, but there's still times where I'm working from home but working more, as it feels yeah. like. So Yeah, that makes sense. But um, at least I don't have to manage people. That was not that I hated it, but there were definitely those times where it's like, you know, I'm 34. Right. And I'm have I've had to manage some people that are much older than me. And I'm like, you know, people that are like in their (laughs) 50s and stuff. And I'm all like, why am I having to tell you how to treat people with respect and all that stuff? It's like I shouldn't be telling you that stuff. So it was always awkward to me. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I'm I'm glad I've never really had to do 
managerial stuff like that. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would go crazy. Th there was, it's not all bad. It's just, it's you can't get away from the drama though. Like seriously, no, no matter what kind of job or position you have, there's always drama. And it's like you think you're at a high school, but you're not. You're never at a high school. There's always those stupid cliques and factions and corporate environments and. I think, like, I think that's just humanity. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm sure maybe in the legal world there's stuff like that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So what is a paralegal exactly? Like, what do you do? And not trying to, like, get any divulging any information or anything. But what's, like, the general... Because I don't want any, like, you know, private information or anything right, like that. Right, but right. Yeah. So um, what is it? So I basically do whatever the attorney tells me to. Um, okay. <laughs> I know that's like really vague, <laughs> but uh, so I'll draft legal documents. I'll meet with clients, client correspondence, uh, stuff like that. Um, our specialty is estate planning, business planning, real estate. So more of the transactional side of law. Um, mm -hmm. The only time we really, I mean, we do deal with the courts um, for like guardianships and occasional like other, those particular areas, litigious things, but in general, I mostly just sit at a computer typing things all day. So is it you're having to type up, you said legal documents, is mm -hmm. what kind of studying is involved with that? Um, and, 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 before, and before you answer that, uh, sorry for any listeners, viewers, it's 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 my, my listeners know that I like asking people about their jobs and yeah, especially no like a paralegal. It's I, I know nothing about what it is. And so <laughs> I, I, I'm genuinely curious, like, what is it? You know, what does that mean? You're having to draft legal documents and is it you're having to study a lot of the laws in the county or the state or. Yeah, so I went to college for well, I, I initially planned on going to law school. Mm -hmm. And to get into law school, you just have to have a bachelor's degree in literally anything. You could you could like major in medieval studies. And as long as you have a bachelor's <laughs> degree and you pass like the oh, LSAT wow. and everything get accepted to law school, you can go to law school. Um, and the school I went to, um, they only had one pre-law program and it was tied to the political science program. And so I majored in political science with an emphasis in pre-law and I minored in film theory because I needed, you know, something to keep me sane in college. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and so you don't really need. There's not. It depends. Like you can go to school for like just to become a paralegal and get a paralegal certificate, but mm -hmm. it's not required. Because um, okay. I've been doing this for ten years and I learned everything on the job, um, okay. just from the attorney that I was working under. Um, and so yeah, I mean sometimes you have to do legal research and look up uh, newer old laws for whatever. It is that you're drafting or working on for a client case. Um, but when when I say I prepare legal documents, generally that means um, I'm making like a will or a trust for a client or I'm making them powers of attorney or okay. um, I'm preparing a deed for them to transfer property somewhere. Um, or I'm setting up their limited liability company um, and filing that paperwork with the state. So it's it's a wide variety thing, or maybe oh, okay. I'm drafting what are called pleadings uh, for the court. So just that's just the generic term of documents that are sent to the court. So literally an entire gambit of things. <laughs> so with a paralegal, there's no expectation of, and maybe it depends on what kind of law firm of having to go to court or anything like that, or. 
I mean, each law firm is different. Um, a lot of new attorneys will start out just working as paralegals before they're brought on as an associate, just so that they can mm -hmm. kind of get that legal know-how and everything. Because you generally don't learn a lot of these things even in law school, from what I'm told. Um, a lot of it is just on-the-job training and studying after the fact. Mm -hmm. um, so, and again, there are programs like where you can get a paralegal certificate where it'll teach you generic things that paralegals need to know. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not required and each state is different. Um, so it's it's all over the place. So like for me, because I've, I'd been working under an attorney for 10 plus years, that qualifies me as a paralegal. So I don't necessarily have to get a certificate. Oh, okay, um, cool. But for others, they like if they're just to be hired on immediately by the firm, they might require that certificate. So it's right. all over the place. So is that something you have a passion in in law or, or legal? I used to. Used to? <laughs> <laughs> now I like entertainment a lot more. Oh, what happened with that? What happened um, with you not being into legal? Is it a lot of the bureaucracy that's involved or? It's just not fun. <laughs> It's monotonous, mm. and when like I'm, I'm a very creative person. Like I can, yeah. I, I can be an analytical person, logical thinker, all that stuff. But it's not what I enjoy. I enjoy making things. I enjoy entertaining people, um, and I can't do that in the law. Okay, there, there's nothing yeah. that you'd be able to do in the in the law law field that would be similar to that or and like I said this come from someone who knows as an entertainer not like as a public figure entertainer yeah. I mean like yeah I could get into like entertainment law but I don't want to yeah this and sorry for the if these sound dumb it's like this has come from someone who knows no, nothing except like you know the lawyer like oh yeah trial lawyers and stuff and you know that's about my extent of what lawyers and you I know mean, legal yeah, firms do. That's what you do. primarily see like on TV <laughs> and movies and stuff. Um, and there's a bunch of those at the law firm, but that's not fully what we do. So okay. we the the type of work that I do, we stay outside of the courts primarily. Okay. So it's like drafting contracts and stuff like that. So is it working with a lot of banks and customers then, or or Most companies? Of it's individuals and businesses. Okay. Okay, interesting. Interesting. It's um oh, it, it cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. It's just like, okay. I mean, it's it's different. It yeah. it's probably sounds a lot more interesting than it is. Maybe it sounds Prob really not interesting and it's not. So, <laughs> well, I I can only imagine I mean, There's definitely interesting stories. Um Oh, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's it's when you said you're you draft up like law documents or legal documents um so like i can only imagine it I, I wonder if it's similar to so i'm in it i do healthcare it and mm -hmm. there's sometimes i gotta write up you know white page documents on how stuff works and all that stuff mm -hmm. and i have to do a lot of the technical jargon speak that no one really cares about but you got to make it look nice oh, yeah. I, I can only imagine it's something similar to that Oh, yeah, there's there's a lot of that or legalese as we call it. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. So you also do cosplay. Um, mm -hmm. And how long have you been doing that for now? Uh, since 2013. So seven years, seven years, seven years. Jeez. Gosh, it, <laughs> I don't know. Where does time go? <laughs> right. It, especially this year. It. I can't even believe it's going to be Christmas soon. Like like October is pretty much done with. Um, it's going to be it's going to be Thanksgiving before we know it. And then Christmas and. I feel like I just put away my Christmas Crazy. stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually getting married on December Ooh, 20th. Congrats. I, I, thank you. And it doesn't feel like it's like less than two months away. Oh my so gosh. It's, it's weird. Well, congrats. <laughs> well, that's that's awesome. My wife and I just celebrated 10 years last year. We nice. we went to thank you. We went to Vegas to renew our vows because when we first got married, you know, we were broke. We didn't have any money. Both of our parents didn't want to help us put on a wedding or anything. So we went to the courthouse and then we then we went to Vegas and did a, uh, you know, just a wedding chapel over there and got what we wanted. She though, I, I she did want to get married by Elvis. And I told her, please, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Because I told her, like, we'll do Vegas because she wanted to do Vegas and all that stuff. But it's like, please, no Elvis. I don't want to do Elvis. <laughs> so That's fair. That's fair. No, but that's awesome. Do you all have anything planned? Or, I mean, especially with this pandemic going on, like, how long have you all had that planned for now? Um, Like, the details of the wedding or just, like, getting married? Well, no, no, like, the details of the wedding. <laughs> are, are you going to actually have a wedding? Or... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so far, I mean, we're just waiting to hear any updates from the venue otherwise. So we're crossing our fingers that everything's gonna go okay. I mean, it's gonna be a small wedding. Um, okay. But it will be, you know, the middle of December. So who knows? Oh, God. <laughs> Does it, Um, it, like I said, this is my ignorance of anything outside of Florida. Um, it it's, snows here. Yeah, it snows it's in really Utah. Yeah, here. I was about to say, yeah, it, it snows in Utah. Um, But, oh God, yeah, that is gonna be cold. Are, are, you, are you two planning on a honeymoon right afterwards or uh we were like so two years ago like when we first got engaged we had mm -hmm. uh purchased a cruise um, <laughs> oh man for our honeymoon to be two years later because it was like super cheap like oh yeah it was, like, oh, the first yeah. time you could buy right yeah um but no the cruise has been canceled <laughs> and so we'll we'll have a honeymoon eventually when the world calms down a little bit when you know it's not a death sentence to potentially go on a cruise ship and when we can actually be yeah. let off onto islands and explore and have a lovely relaxed it, time it's funny you mention so. that because <laughs> my life my, my wife and i were literally just talking about um like vacations and all that stuff and i mentioned like yeah let's go on a cruise you know pretty soon and she's like there's a pandemic i'm like oh <laughs> shit you're right <laughs> there's it, it's it's frustrating because i forget about that stuff you know, because right. I'm I'm so used to like not going anywhere, especially this year. But I also have to travel a lot for work, but I haven't been able to travel. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of going a little stir crazy, just staying home all the time. Makes sense. <laughs> but um, so so well, congrats on getting married. That's awesome. H hope you two make <laughs> it. It's um, I guess some of the best advice I can give is um, God, just. Uh, you, you you are going to get into fights and all that stuff and just do your best to no matter how much you want to kill the other person <laughs> just <laughs> just sit and listen because it is it can be so frustrating um oh absolutely but um yeah it, it's like her her father gave me the advice of don't go to bed angry it's probably yeah. the best piece of no, advice that seems like advice yeah but um so and getting back to cosplay, um, you've been doing it for about <laughs> seven years. <That> was... <laughs> well, no, that, that's, it's, it's fine. It's uh, like I said, this podcast, talk about whatever, talk about whatever pops up. Um, so getting back to cosplay, um, uh, 
what what got you into cosplay? Like what got you started in it? That's always a hard question for me to answer, even though it's like what should be a simple answer. Mm -hmm. um, the first Salt Lake Comic Con happened in 2013, and I had been dying to go to a Comic Con for ages. I just hadn't had an opportunity until then. Yeah. And so as soon as it was announced, I was like, I am going to that convention. And I knew that people like dressed up in cosplay and stuff, but I'd never done it before. And I was like, and I'm going in cosplay. And I, I just did. What did you dress <laughs> uh, my up first as? Cosplay was Tifa Lockhart from Final Ooh, Fantasy VII. Nice, um, nice. Yes, yes, she was my favorite. Um, and I also wore game. Laura Croft, um, classic oh. Laura Croft from like the Game Boy uh, game. Um, oh, nice. And I had like the most amazing time ever. And once once you do it once, you're you're addicted. Oh, it you is have to more and more and more and more and more. So. So when you started getting into cosplay, uh, were you making your own materials at first, or were you buying a it online? Bit, actually. Um. So my Tifa Lockhart cosplay, I purchased from I don't even know where, online. Um. But. I wasn't happy with how some of the pieces looked. Mm -hmm. um, and so I crafted like um, a new elbow thing. I, I can't think of the right word. <laughs> and just elbow like a few other or... just like minor details. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a conglomeration of taking the costume that I purchased and then modifying it to look a little bit better. That's cool. So one of the questions that I always have for cosplayers, and I remember asking this to a Zenaid when she was on Zbex. And um, is the thing that fascinates me with cosplay is so let's say you see a character you like, whatever. How do you decide the materials that you're going to use? Like, um, uh, like use Tifa Lockhart, for instance, right? Like, mm -hmm. how do you like, especially if you're going to make it yourself, how do you decide like what materials or clothes or just what's your process on that? That always fascinates me. I mean, you just kind of have to break it down piece by piece. Um, so if we're talking Tifa Lockhart, um, we'll take her classic outfit, for example. Um, the top um, is just, you know, a white kind of crop top mm -hmm. top. It could that could be any material from polyester to cotton to whatever. Um, and then her um, suspenders, they're kind of like a leatherishy, latexy material. So you just got to find something of that nature. Um, and then her gloves, you know, I, it's basically leather, pleather. Um, and then her armor, um, you can, I, so <laughs> you can work with multiple materials. And so it just kind of depends on what you are more comfortable working with. Um, so my, my go-to these days is EVA foam for things. Um, what, what's that again? EVA foam. EVA so foam? foam. It's just okay. a type of foam. Okay, okay. Never heard of it before. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of cosplayers still use Warbler, so you've probably heard of that, or maybe, maybe? you haven't heard of any of that. <laughs> no, it's you're talking <laughs> to someone we'll like... pieces from my closet <laughs> if you want to see what they look like. Because, <laughs> like you said, I know I've had Zenaid on. I've had, uh, you know, Air Bubbles, Ariel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've had her on before, and they've explained their whole process, but to me, it's like... I don't know. I'm, it's like, I, I understand how they do, but I'm like, I, I don't even know where to begin with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, but yeah, it just kind of takes looking at each individual piece, 
well, individually and just deciding what would make the most sense mm -hmm. to do it. Uh, foam is really, um, once you understand how to work with it, it's really easy and you can do all sorts of different things with it, whether it's really thin pieces or giant chonky pieces like World of Warcraft armor. Um, <laughs> you can even make fabric looking pieces with a lot of foam. Um, so it's Ooh. really versatile. Um, like I've, I've made belts out of foam. Um, there's a lot of people who've made corsets out of foam. Interesting. Like, like material looking, like leather looking corsets. Like, like Not... they, they look real almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, wow. Is, is that, does that have a lot to do with the way they cut it and paint it or how, or mold it or something or. Yeah. So it's mostly just, um, getting the right angles and everything with cutting and gluing it all together. Um, okay. And then, of course, painting is huge. <laughs> and then there's just different effects that you can also add to the foam to make it look like different materials, like whether you That's want it to look like leather, whether you want it to look like metal or whatever you want it to look like. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Like yeah. you, you mentioned like a corset and I'm, you know, because you see cosplays where they're wearing a corset or something. And now it's you're saying, oh, that could be fake, essentially it could be foam. I mean, a corset is a corset. It's just this corset, instead of having boning and stuff, is all made out of foam. Oh, I so. see what you mean. I see what you mean. Okay, okay. All right. So, what um, when you're trying to come up with a cosplay, uh, what sort of what attracts you to wanting to become a like not not become but start a new cosplay? Like, what character or just from anything, whether from magic or WoW or anything it's it's one of two things it's either i really connect with that character and really like that character character what is a character <laughs> um or i really like the look of the costume it's generally the prior that i really like yeah. the the character um and those are the ones that i'll put off other projects to do like it there's there's like the projects that it, like i should do and then there's like ooh shiny that's my favorite i'm gonna do that now so what have been some of your favorite cosplays you've done all of them all of them you don't have like a an absolute favorite or anything or i like all of them for different reasons um just because they're they're all just fun to be in for different reasons um yeah so like my Vegito, it was my my first armor project, and it was just an absolute blast to wear, just because I could be Prince Vegeta, just oh, walking you did around. A, being you did a you did a Vegeta one. I did yes. Where can people are these all on your Instagram? Where a lot these of these are the... all on my Instagram. Okay, um, you probably have to scroll through to find some of them, but yeah, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> start because I need to see this Vegeta. Oh, I see. <laughs> what is this like a Bulma one that you did? Uh, yeah, I've done a lot of uh, Dragon Ball Z characters because I love Dragon Ball Z. Um, I... And I also love my Cersei Lannister costume um, just because, again, oh, when I'm wearing is. that one, you know, I can walk around a convention with a wine glass and just pretend that I'm better than other people. <laughs> That's it's awesome. Great. So it's the play part of the cosplay that makes all of these costumes so much more fun. Oh, I'm looking at your uh, Vegeta one. Uh, one you posted says 30 weeks ago holding a Dragon Ball on it. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't even know if that was one of the one of the better pictures of it, but it was full Saiyan armor. Again, it was my first armor build. So my first time working with what's considered Warbla, which is a thermomorphic plastic. So it's a lot different than foam because it's actually 
plastic, not foam. Oh, that's weird. Um, but it's every time I look at it these days, it's I just cringe. But I was proud of it. <laughs> my first armor build. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, do you like? So I have to ask. You mentioned Dragon Ball Z. Do you like One Piece at all? I haven't ever seen One Piece. So, well, I know about it and I I know I need to watch it. So, everyone tells me. I've I've only watched a little bit of the anime, but I've read all the manga. I actually spent okay. like about two and a half, almost 3 months reading the entire manga um nice. just a couple months ago and um my god, it's it's so good. <laughs> oh my like I, I can't say for the anime because I feel like watching the anime would take way longer than reading the manga and all that stuff. Probably. But if um you ever decide to let me know I've got a good website that <laughs> the the manga episodes fell off the truck um type oh, wow. thing. And um no it, it it's a it's a legit website and all that, but um it's holy crap. That that's a story that will make you freaking blubber and cry and just it, it's it's so good so good it's because i've been reading the uh latest dragon ball super manga um have you been reading any of that i i generally don't read manga i, I just watch the anime <laughs> I, I i used to be like that too but what what happened what changed for me was um the lack of time to sit down and really watch Fair. episodes and all that. And manga takes me, you know, 10, 15 minutes, not even sometimes. So to me, that's a lot quicker. Um, so now I won't spoil anything then. Uh, what's going on <laughs> with the Because the Dragon Ball Super manga has gone way past when the show ended and all oh, that now. So yeah, um, that makes sense. It'll be really interesting if they bring the anime back, though. It's um, hopefully some cool stuff. But um, so I'm seeing some of these cosplays. These are pretty cool i like this nahiri one that you did um because yeah, i i've seen a lot of your magic ones and all that um i guess i just haven't seen like that far back though it's oh my god you did a star trek one hell yes what's your favorite star trek uh i really only watched uh tng that's so one of the best ones that's, that's my favorite yeah that, <laughs> by that, default it's one of the best ones um I mean, I was actually uh, hired by Creation Entertainment to be a Ferengi for one of their um, conventions a couple of years oh. ago. So if you continue scrolling through, you'll probably see some Ferengi pictures. Oh my gosh, I got to see that. <laughs> That's it was, awesome. It was great. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love the Ferengi. It's um, if you ever decide to watch another Star Trek series, you you would need to watch Deep Space Nine because there's Space Nine. That's that's, what, that's where Quark is. Yeah, so, Quark, Quark is the best. Yeah, because there's so many Ferengi in that one, and the Ferengi culture is great in that one. I'm gonna have to try to find <laughs> that Cork one. I swear, there, it's it's weird. There's I don't know if you get this a lot, but like I see your Captain Marvel, and it's just the way like the angle of your face. I swear, you almost look like Zenaid in some angles. I've and noticed I, <laughs> that yes, I do look similar in certain angles. I think it's the the mouth structure. Yeah, because it's it's weird. I saw that. I see this Captain Marvel one. I'm like had to do a double take on that one <laughs> that's cool so um oh, that's awesome um i I've, I've always been fascinated with cosplay um i especially remember going to cons like right before 2010 and when cosplay was 
not really a thing. Like people would still dress yeah. up, but there wasn't, you know, was a, a whole lot smaller. Lot, lot smaller and there wasn't a whole industry behind it. So I, I remember like I never got into it. I, I've never been that into it, but I've always been fascinated by the people who do it. And just listening to how these people build their costumes, it's insane. Like, like how some of them. It takes just... a lot of a lot of work and effort and oh, learning. Yeah. There's always learning. Do you feel getting into cosplay nowadays is easier for people since there's so many places you can just buy outfits for your favorite character? I would say it depends on what their motivations are to getting into cosplay. If it's just to um, whether just buy or make a costume, sure, it's it's a lot easier. There's tutorials everywhere on every possible thing that you could think of of how to build costumes. Um, there's easy to find material sites. Um, there's there's things that are available now that just weren't available like even like three years ago. Oh, like um, what? But as far as getting into like professional cosplay, especially now that cons are. Oh yeah, that's that's right. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's a lot harder. So when you talk about professional cosplay, is mm-hmm. is that meaning more of when a convention or a company hires you to dress up as a character? Is is that what's considered right. professional? Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. So, so you're saying that's even harder to get into nowadays? Right, that's because there's so many cosplayers, it's a lot harder to get noticed. Um, conventions, yeah, when they yeah. were still happening, uh, were less and less likely to bring out cosplayers, um, or let alone uh, pay to bring them out. Um, and companies just want to hire people for free promotional work versus compensating them. Oh, the, the um, exposure so bucks. You don't want those exposure bucks. Come on. Oh yes. They're so useful. <laughs> right. Right. Gosh. They can be in the certain circumstances, but yeah, like if I would assume, or I would guess that say if they wanted to have you come to, what's the biggest one San Diego comic-con and all that, like being, being stage for however many people, I maybe that would be worth it. Would it? Maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, um, it, it, it's, yeah, it really does seem like the market is flooded at least for it. It's, I, I sort of noticed the same thing when it comes to like even magic Twitch streaming, magic t- Twitch streaming. There's, There's so of, uh, many people. Oh my god, I, I can't even keep up with any of them, like who, who they all are <laughs> and all that stuff. It's it's insane. It's I've been doing content creation for like four, almost five years now, and just even that, like not even counting streaming, just like podcasting, YouTube and all that, it's right. blown up like insanely. Oh, absolutely. So speaking of magic here, it, we'll get into magic now, folks. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do do a podcast about it, but um so I'll ask the general questions. You know, how, how long have you been playing Magic? You know, what got you started in it and all that? Yeah. Um, so I've been playing um, for about a year and a half. Oh, so not nice. very long. <laughs> um, and I'd, I'd heard about Magic like before then, you know, friends that had played it and whatnot, but yeah. I hadn't ever really gotten into it. Um, but then my my one friend, Alkali Lake, who's also a streamer and my, my cosplay waifu, as I like to call her. <laughs> um, she She's primarily a Hearthstone streamer. Um, 
And she kept telling me, she's like, you need to play magic. You need to play magic. Like, you will love it. Because, like, I play lots of D&D. And so I was familiar with Wizards of the Coast stuff, like, through that. Um, And she's like, like, you just need to play it. Just do it. And she did, like, a sponsored stream for um, Arena. And Mm -hmm. so I downloaded the game at that point. And then I finally listened to her and started playing it. And she was right. I love it. Oh, nice. So, do you so own? That's how I got into it. Oh, nice. Just kind of started it. <laughs> hey, it's that's the one good thing about Arena is it bring it has brought so many people into the fold. Where mm-hmm. it's, I mean, before Magic Arena, we had Magic Online, and that client is just trash, pretty much. Um, it's bad. Stuck in the nineties. <laughs> I would say the eighties. Dang. <laughs> no, but yeah, the nine nineties, pretty much. But um, it's uh. No, I, I love Arena as much as I hate it a lot of times. It's I love it at the same time. It's a love-hate relationship oh, yeah. we have. Um, do you have any... Now, that has that led you, prompted you to get physical magic cards or anything? I, I'm slowly, very, very slowly building my magic card collection. Ooh, nice. Um, I've got boxes from several sets now, but I don't have like any cohesive decks... I haven't organized my cards even remotely. I haven't played with them. They're just... I like opening packs. <laughs> oh, no, it's fun. I think that's the biggest thing. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's one of the fun things. Um, One of my favorite formats, Limited, like doing Booster Draft and Sealed. That's some oh. of my favorites. Um, But what you need to do is, I'm sure so many people have told you, get a Commander deck. And um, I've got a couple of the pre-made ones that you can buy. Those are pretty decent. Those are pretty decent out of, the, out of the box, yeah. So if you ever do get them open or sleeve them up. Um, I need to have you on stream one night <laughs> and um, play some commander because I, I've got pre-cons um, and I've oh. got a, you, you know, you know, pixie kitten and she, oh. she'd love to come on and play. And um, we, we, we just, um, we just have a blast. We're, we're so laid back with it. We call ourselves professional magic players, AKA we barely know what we're doing. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually played Brawl, aka Commander, for the first time like a week ago versus Lady Lavinius. So uh, it's not the same. Now that I've finally played it, I, I love uh, the format. Br- Brawl. So down. Brawl can be fun. I, I I shouldn't downplay it. It can be fun, but when you're doing <laughs> multiplayer Commander and people are just doing the most funniest shenanigans, yeah, ridiculous <laughs> things, and especially when they bring out these old ass cards from the 90s and all that stuff that just have these crazy interactions you're like i lose i guess (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's all fun though um but um so you mentioned D &D. sorry i gotta switch from magic to D &D, folks um um, so D &D, uh i love D &D. um so how long have you been playing that or Yes. It has a D20 on it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so how long have you been playing D&D, and are you playing any D&D games right um, now? I've been playing D&D since, I think, about 2015. Um, yeah, I think that was, yeah, 5th edition just came out, or a year after, something like something that? Something like that. So 2015, 2016, I don't remember exactly when. Um, I I do have another Twitch channel for my D&D party, but we haven't Ooh. really played since COVID, but we're planning on starting again soon. <laughs> so, so, so it's a separate Twitch channel away from your main one? Okay. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, give me that link because I don't think I've seen that before from you because I'd love to... Yeah, probably because I haven't talked about it in like a year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's called The General Good um, because we have a guild um, Mm -hmm. called General Good because we generally do good, just generally. Um, But the Twitch um, name General Good was taken, so we had to be The General Good, but it's fine. It's fine. So do you DM that or are you a player? No, I'm, I'm a player. Okay. Uh, for that particular campaign that we had going, um, we each had multiple characters mm-hmm. and we all belonged to a guild hall. And depending on like the adventure, the camp, like mini campaign that was going on, we could choose like which character went out on that quest. And oh, so that, that's cool. It wasn't. Yeah. So it wasn't like constantly the same character, like start to finish. Like if I wanted to be, um, Perry trendy back, then I could be Perry for just a little bit. And then if I wanted to be Drusilla Dracovovich, who is a assassin rogue, I could be her for a little bit. And then like, so yeah, we all had like a bunch of different characters awesome. and it just it made That's it a little awesome. bit more fun. I mean, not that D&D isn't ever not fun, but. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's, I, I. It just made it even better. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I like the voices you do. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I get into the role playing part. I definitely spend a lot more time role playing than actually literally anything else. <laughs> as a DM, because I'm I'm a forever DM, um, uh-huh. and I, I very rarely get to play. And as a DM, when I have like my players just role playing amongst themselves, that's probably my favorite thing ever. Just sitting back <laughs> and like you you guys are playing the game right now. <laughs> I don't have to do much, but um, it, it's that's one of the things I love with D and D as a DM, um. One of the things that I love is you players, I no matter what thing I try to plan for, right? It, it could be what I think is going to be the hardest encounter ever. You all are going to figure out some way to be like, oh, well, you know, we just do this and they're dead. We're, like, we're going to make this our pet butterfly and we're right? just going to go hang out with this butterfly and see where that takes us instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um. I'm currently doing a little campaign. I, everybody keeps telling me that I should start streaming D&D, but I'm like, I don't know if I have like performance anxiety with it because, you know, playing magic, doing podcasts live and all that stuff. Yeah, no problem. Do, doing, being a DM in front of an audience. I'm like, oh God, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And it's because yeah. right DM loves it. <laughs> to, to me, it, it feels like it'd be... I feel like I'd have to be way more entertaining in front of an audience than I would be just with my players. Because with my players, it's I'm like, not that I'm not entertaining, or at least I hope that I'm entertaining and all that. Um, it's just, I, you know, just like most games that you play, there's times where, oh, no, we got to spend five, ten minutes looking up a stupid rule because someone wants right. to do this weird-ass interaction. And as a DM, you're like what? <laughs> and then you're like, got to look up rules or look through the player's handbook. And I, I, I'm afraid of that kind of stuff because that stuff always kind of happens. And I don't want to slow it down and have people get bored. You know what I mean? Right. But, I think that's why in things like critical role and acquisitions incorporated, they just like, here's this new rule instead <laughs> so that they don't have to take the time to do all the l- rule looking up. Because it just yeah. bogs it down. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I've definitely done like the rule of cool type things where it's like, yeah, sure, that happens. But it, it, it all 
depends on what they're trying to do. Obviously, like if you're going to try to, if one of my players is going to try to purposely break the game, I'm like, no, <laughs> no, um, not, not that that really happens, but so I've been doing a game, uh, uh, privately every other Monday, uh, with, with Pixie Kitten, um, with, uh, I don't know if you know, MTG Young Mage or Young Rhino, um, and his father and his sister, um, and, and they're like all brand new to D and D and we had a great session the other night or actually last night, right? Yeah. Cause today's Tuesday. I totally know what day it is. <laughs> um, and so we had, they learned, um, some consequences of just uh. like where they can't just treat it like a video game pretty much where, where they were yes. trying to get into a shop that was closed and the store owner was like, sorry, we're closed. Come tomorrow. And then they just barge in through the door anyway. Uh, and I'm yes. just like, all right, roll initiative. They're like, what? Why? I'm like, you're breaking, you're breaking it in. in <laughs> <laughs> they're going to they're going to protect their stuff. And it was funny. They, they they were just all like some of them were mad like this shouldn't happen. It's like, And then I'm like, all right, well, 15 guards show up because they start yelling for, you know, help. And yeah. <laughs> Yep. And that's you learn you learn really quickly in D and D well generally yeah. in D and D that you can't uh, upset the order of things. <laughs> right, yeah. Too much. Yeah, like in cities and whatnot. Yeah, your actions will have consequences. Yes. It's um something always very important. Um so what's yes. some of your favorite classes in D D? Um probably rogue and druid. Ooh, nice. Druids are They're fun. two of the most versatile. They really <laughs> and, are. And they both can be ridiculously OP, so that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> but with, like, druids, I like the option for wild shape. Um, and then rogues, just the versatility and what you can do with the character is always fun. Oh, yeah. I, I'm i a player in one game, and I built a Echo Knight fighter with a couple levels and a rogue. And uh-huh. so... Are, are you familiar with the Echo Knight fighter from the Critical oh. Role class? So it is a look it up because it came out of a Matt Mercer's book, um, mm. the Wildemount book. Um, probably my favorite fighter class. So as the fighter, you summon a shadow of yourself, and this shadow okay. can pretty much act for you, but it only has one hit point, right? So as soon as it gets hit, it dies. But you can essentially mm. send your shadow up ahead to fight the enemies and it does all the same actions that you would do so so you could with a couple levels of rogue you could get that sneak attack in yes yes (laughs) exactly why i chose it so i get in there (laughs) do and and i'm dual wielding too so it's like i'm I'm doing at least three attacks per round and and it's so much fun but as soon as they kill that shadow, I'm just like, oh, no, because I'm, I'm more of a dexterity based fighter instead mm-hmm. of strength. And so I'm like, oh, right. no, I have like no health. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, but look, at it. it's so much fun. That's my favorite fighter class. But yeah, druids are druids are very complicated in my experience. <laughs> they, they can be, man, it, I guess it depends on what circle they choose too. They right. But they're so much fun. M- my my oldest daughter loves playing a druid. She loves it. <laughs> she um I, I enjoy it and I, I like turning into a giant spider. Ooh, ooh. It's like one of the best things you can turn into. That or a dire wolf. Those are fun. Those are fun. Um <laughs> I, I I am very partial to bards. 
I really like bards in this game. Okay. Um, and more because I like being a support class if I'm going to be playing. Because um, just the amount of buffs they can give out and they right. don't die instantly. <laughs> like they would in older editions. They're actually good and useful. But mm -hmm. um, it's I, I have this character idea for a bard that um, I, I want to play one day is I want to make a kobold bard that, you know, like all his life been told he can't sing or dance or anything, but he's going to try anyway. <laughs> he's going to do it, even though he's really bad at it, but he's going to keep trying just like, like he, he has the dream to do it. I like it. That should be cool. <laughs> so how long have you been doing this D&D &D stream for? I mean, I know you said during the pandemic it's kind of stopped, but. Um, we've had it for probably two years now. Mm -hmm. um, my fiance still DMs games for this other campaign that he's doing. Um, I think that happens every Tuesday and occasionally on Fridays. So like the channel's still active. It's just our oh, okay. campaign hasn't okay. happened in a while. Okay. And have you worked with wizards at all or anything with that? No, not yet. I probably should reach out to them once we start getting things right? going again. Right. It's, um, I, I've, I've been... I've been trying to get in a little bit with on Wizards D and D side, but it's kind of hard when I don't do a whole lot of D and D content yeah, yeah. and all that. It's I mean, yeah, plenty of magic stuff. So when that D and D magic set comes out, I'll be like banging at their I door. Am so stoked! <laughs> oh that my god! And Innistrad and everything like uh, right? Innistrad, however. Right. But, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> the the D and D set, I'm so I excited. And a Sarek card. Just give me a Sarek. I don't care what it does. Oh, yeah. I want it. <laughs> I want it, at least there's got to be something Tiamat related. Please yes. let there be something Tiamat. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, it could be the most broken cart. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I want it, though. <laughs> make it and then ban it in standard right away. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fine with that. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm so excited for that set. It's funny because I, I had. It be something like Kenrith. Kenrith? Kenrith's trans is not Kenrith's transformation. It could um, well, yeah. I, I guess it could be, yeah, because the five dragon heads and all that. Yeah, different mana costs. That'd be really Sorry. interesting. I'm just, I'm just tuning cards for magic. It's cool. No, no, that'd you be know? awesome. So, like, the red, the red head could be like a lightning bolt, does three damage to any target. The blue one draws you cards because why not? You know. Yeah. The green one, um. Has it fight something? Yeah. White gives life. Black. Oh, what could black do? Return something from the graveyard or Ooh. kill something? Or I, sacrifice a creature? Yeah, sacrifice a creature. Yeah, that sacrifice a creature and, I don't know, gain life or something. I don't know. Or, or, or return something from the graveyard. I like that. It doesn't seem too, really too busted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, g gain life. It's it's about it. or 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 maybe put a counter on a creature. Or yeah, something. yeah, that's also true. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I'm super stoked about that. I'm pretty excited about all the sets next year. The the Kaldheim, the the Strixhaven. That one's gonna be fun. That one's like the like kind of wizard schooly thing one, right? Yeah, and I hope they take uh some inspiration from like the wizard schools of Skyrim or the Witcher. Ooh, that could be, be good. 
That'd be really cool. I mean, I know everybody says Harry Potter, Harry Potter, but I'm like, no, come on. Let it be something cooler like Skyrim or The Witcher or something. <laughs> or, or even World of Warcraft, you know, take inspiration from that. Yeah. Well, I think Hearthstone actually came out with, what, Skullamance earlier this year? I think Which so. Is I, their I, I don't. Of wizardy school thing. So I, I stopped following Hearthstone a while ago. Like, I haven't I, played Hearthstone in a year. I, I have lots of friends who do. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I played the crap out of it. Um, Like when it first came out, I was in the beta and I freaking loved it. It was so good. Then somewhere around the, I got tired of all the random mechanics of it. Just stuff randomly happening. It just kind of killed it for me. Gotcha. But, but I have played a little bit of their, was it called the Battlegrounds or something? That That's pretty fun. Just like casually playing I that. Tried it. It, it's pretty fun. Um, I've heard it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's and I, I should I probably would do better if I understood a lot more of the cards and all that stuff. But it's fun. You know, you, you just pick a creature to come onto your field and then it just sort of automatically does everything for you. Yeah. Yeah. So you. So when did you actually start streaming on Twitch? Exact for this current channel that you made partner with. When did you yeah, start so doing that? been streaming since 2017 uh okay. june slash july of 2017 so three years um okay. and i started out just kind of well i first started out only streaming like on my phone uh because that was like right when twitch came out with the mobile app um, okay so that was like my only thing to do at the time because i i didn't have a a playstation or a console that could stream i didn't have a, a computer that could handle streaming. Um, so that was my only option. So I mostly just did IRL streams and like cosplay construction streams through my phone. Oh, um, cool. And then um, I eventually got a PlayStation 4 finally. And so I started <laughs> streaming like Overwatch and Skyrim and things like that through that. Um, and then with the help of my community, uh, I was able to get a very nice setup as I have now. Um, and so I was able to properly stream. So what's some, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what's some advice you could give to some people who are, you know, maybe wanting to make that Twitch partner or, or try to build a community or anything like that? Yeah. Just keep trucking along. Like it's, it's a long journey. Um, and it, it's difficult, uh, to build that community and to get people to notice you and want to stick around. Um, it takes, I know this is what literally everyone says, <laughs> but it takes consistency and uh, time over basically anything else um, that people need to know when you're live and you need to be streaming often. Yeah. So, and obviously you have to be entertaining if you're, if you're not entertaining, <laughs> people aren't gonna, like people don't watch the infomercial channels like on TV. Unless yeah. they're like stoned and not even realizing they're watching them. So. <laughs> yeah, that that the entertaining part is probably important as well too, because it's like if I'm streaming Magic, y'all are definitely not coming to watch me for like the insane plays and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm nowhere near that good or anything. I know those feels. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, so you've been doing it for about three years, and when was it that you started to notice when you, 
I don't, I don't want to say like made it, but maybe start noticing you had a group of people behind you that, you know, cared about you and like your community, essentially. So I come from a different uh, starting point than a lot of streamers um, mm -hmm. because I'd been doing cosplay since 2013. And since I'd been doing it professionally since 2015, I'd had kind of that base of people behind me that I mm -hmm. could take over to Twitch. Um, but just because you have a bunch of followers on Instagram and whatnot doesn't mean that all those people are going to follow you to Twitch. Uh, but I have my core group of people, and so um, that that all that helped a lot. Um, but as far as like noticing that I was actually starting to get somewhere in Twitch finally, that probably happened around um, January of this year. Um, okay just because that's when I noticed that my consistency and streaming with magic, specifically just sticking to one game um, and having a consistent schedule and everything, that it was really starting to ramp up and take off at that point. So besides the consistency and staying with one game, was there anything else that changed back in January? Like that you started to notice it ramping up? Nope. It was just really, those. Was just really what it was is just me being consistent and well i mean it's not just that like i i actually actively started working on connecting with other magic streamers and you know that's the other thing that people tell you is network 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 and i feel like a lot of people misunderstand <laughs> what networking actually is and what it entails like it's it especially in the streaming world is building genuine friendships yes yeah, so glad you said so that, that they, <laughs> <laughs> actively like like you and trust you and trust you if they send you their communities um, yes and so it's building those connections and so that takes a lot of time outside of your streaming time to do and so i i started focusing on that a lot um because one i also wanted more friends in magic <laughs> <laughs> um but i i noticed that all of those things combined um was what really helped me um, start start doing better. I'm so glad you said that because that's um something I notice with a lot of people, especially starting out. And everybody can fall into that trap of wanting the bigger numbers and wanting to quote unquote make it and all that is. And when you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll network with you. I'll just shout you out and all that stuff. It's like no, mm -hmm. you need to try to actively build those, build that trust and build those friendships. Mm -hmm. That's it's one big thing that I've noticed that's really important, not just in magic community, but just anything. Oh yeah. Just yeah. Anything in, in life. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's how you really get anywhere. No, that's great. That's great. It's, it's some really good advice too, because um, it, it's like I said, it's so easy to fall into that depression trap of numbers and all that stuff. And <laughs> the, the other big thing that I tell people is you got to make sure you're having fun too. Cause if you're not having fun, oh, yeah. it's, it's there's and making no point. friends helps with that. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. It's it. There's times where, that I've noticed that I'm playing arena, and my my followers and w viewers can actively tell I'm getting annoyed because I'll be honest. There's just so many times playing arena by myself is so boring, or I actively yeah. hate it because of just seeing literally the same deck over and over again. You're right. or people going super slow, but. I noticed my mood shift dramatically. Like if one of my viewers is like, Hey, will you challenge me with this deck or will you help me out? I'm like, yeah, sure. Awesome. Or, or playing EDH. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It, it helps out so much. Um, and that's great. Some great advice there. 
Um, so what's what's on the future for you? Any future plans on the horizon? Or are you going to maybe try to take Twitch full time, maybe? I, I would love to, um, but financially, it's just not viable right now. Um, yeah. Even <laughs> even if I, you know, could could pull in all of the all of the monies and stuff from Twitch, it's there's just too many real world expenses like healthcare that right? are necessary, <laughs> and you know, paying a mortgage and all those yeah. things add up. No, um, I, I I just had alien difficult. Oh yeah, so, I would like someday though. I just had Alias V on the podcast um, last week, and um, I was oh, asking nice. her the same thing because she made the jump to full time. And right. my question to her was like, I'd be so nervous and scared to like even want to jump into it because I, I so let's say, you know, tomorrow, you know, you or I, we make it big, right? We're making double the amount of money that we're making at our jobs, right? I don't think I'd still even quit my my day job at that point because it's just the uncertainty of how unstable it all is. You You're know, right? Yeah, that's that's part of the other thing is yeah, streaming is unstable. Your month, your income varies literally month to month. Um, and you're only getting paid once and, a month too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and because you don't have tons of deductions, your taxes are absurd. Yeah. Um, you have to. Make set aside money for that well if you're in the u.s i mean i don't know what it's like in other countries and then again if you are a person with uh, pre-existing conditions like i am then you need you need health insurance which right. is not cheap especially if you're um having to buy it outside of like a work plan or something oh um, yeah and it, it's the costs of living are are not cheap oh yeah so. oh yeah yeah e even when you do have freaking health insurance it's paying out the ass for it's like it uh it frustrates me so much because you know i pay out the ass for health insurance right now at my job and it's a really good plan and all that stuff but it's like oh hey you need this tiny little operation and then just a couple thousand dollars like oh yeah sure let me yeah, just pull it out of my ass all the money that you've already paid us like that doesn't matter right yeah. right oh god yeah i i can't even imagine trying to go but for the people who can do this full time got more power to them it's just yeah, I, a lot of them i think have um not all of them but a decent amount of them do have whether it's their parents or a significant other that also can help take off some of that financial burden so that they can do that especially again, that's, not a, that's not all of them oh some yeah some of them do it on their own and they are fantastic and, and, and it makes but. me wonder like if it's easier outside of the u.s to do that Right, like in other countries like Canada or UK or wherever, um, because because yeah, no <laughs> like you said, it's the biggest thing would be health insurance, right? Where you'd have to buy some crappy ass plan, paying probably even more out of pocket <laughs> a month compared to what you're paying at your job, and you know, oh no, you know, little Timmy needs an operation. Well, there goes all my money I made this month on Twitch. <laughs> right, right. God, it sucks. It's scary. No, but that's good. That's good. So potentially full time, but there'd probably have to be a lot of lot of stipulations if that were to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if so, and it wouldn't just be me streaming full time, like I would go full content creation. So yeah. I do a lot more YouTube videos, which I haven't done in a while just because I haven't had time. Um, I would do a lot more cosplay creation and stuff with that. I'd, I'd have more time to go to conventions again. Right. Should those ever happen again? I hope so. 
I hope so, because um, especially Magic Fest, I, we were planning on going to Vegas this year. and <laughs> I was planning on going, too. It was going to be my first Magic Fest. Oh, man. I've so heard sad. I've heard Vegas is the best. It's um, and Vegas is only a five hour drive for me, so I was oh dang, I was I was really excited or an hour and a half flight, but it's the drive so fast. yeah, it dr driving would be way easier, cheaper too probably, especially with costumes. Yes, oh yeah, <laughs> oh dang, I didn't even think of that, <laughs> and, and plus not having to get searched at TSA and have weird looks at you with all the magic card decks that you have as well too. Uh, have you had that happen? I haven't thought about so. Because I've never traveled with magic cards, right? But yeah. like I have business cards when I travel, mm -hmm. and they always stop me and like make. Sorry, my, I need to stop fidgeting. No, 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 you're uh, fine. You're fine. Stop me and make me go through like my business cards and like just to make sure that it's not something weird because it always triggers the scanners. Yeah, every single time it drives me crazy. So I imagine with magic cards, it's probably oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it, especially <laughs> yeah. when you have them in deck boxes and all that stuff, you yeah. get them. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Especially when you get that one suitcase. It's just like a giant block of something. <laughs> yeah, and just whatever case you decide to put them in, don't put them in a case for, with clothes or stuff that you have to neatly organize. Because then oh, you're yeah. going to be, because TSA is just going to rifle through it all and like, oh, great, now I got to spend 15, 20 minutes trying to put it all back together. Like, oh, great. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have had TSA ruin costumes before. It's, oh, God. It's unpleasant. <laughs> I, I so, think the worst thing. Individually to help oh, dang. Uh, prevent that these days. I think the worst thing that ever happened to me with TSA was, um, and actually no, it wasn't TSA. It was um, flight check-in or baggage check-in or whatever. I was going up to Ohio for sort of like a pseudo job interview, and I had to bring you know a nice suit and all that stuff. And for when I get to the hotel, it's freaking my suit is soaking wet. Oh, no. Oh, I was so pissed. Thank God the hotel had a really good iron and laundry service and all that stuff. And But shit. But yeah, I can't even imagine like costumes and all that stuff. That's got to be a lot more freaking. Yeah, you, you can't exactly, I guess, take those to the dry cleaners, though. No. That's why a lot of cosplayers will travel with heat guns and hot glue Ooh. guns and all, everything <laughs> oh, else God. to fix a costume just in case. Have that? Has that so. happened to you? Oh yes. Oh god. Almost always costumes. So what? What's so? I, I, we're hitting about an hour here, but I've got uh, one more question here. Um, what is the costume that's taking you the longest to put on? Like, because I have to put on there. Yeah, because I or like to get prepped and ready and put on because. And I only ask that because I've seen some costumes like people have where it's like that's have taken a couple hours to put on or something where. It just insane amount of detail. Is there is there a cost cosplay that you've had that's taking you an at one to two hours to put on and get ready? Oh, yeah. And I mean, for any cosplay for any con, it just because of makeup and stuff, it always takes me one to two hours. Um, but I mean, anything with body paint or prosthetics will always take like oh god at least right. double that. So the one that's taking me the longest is my Arkham Poison Ivy. Um, and that's because uh, we individually latex, little latex vines to all over my body. And that just takes a lot of time. And then you have to body paint over it. Then you have to oh, God. Um, do a little bit of detail work on the latex vines so that they stick out. Then you got to get the wig on. And just it's, 
it takes a lot of time. So that, um, that the sounds first miserable. time we did it, I think it took <laughs> six hours. Holy I think we crap. Cut it down to five the second time. <laughs> Damn. So, oh my God. That's, I'm sorry. That sounds too. miserable. That's, um, full body paint and prosthetics take a really long time. Uh, like even the Ferengi that was put on me by professionals, um, it would still take at least an hour. But that's and these are people who have like that's their job. Put yeah. these like the headpiece on, um, and they like they do it wow. all the time, and it still takes them like an hour. Wow, so. it j just freaking six hours! Like how how many people were helping you do that? Just one. Oh, gee. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Makeup artist I hired, and so. so when you finally get all that on, like, was it hot? Like, did it make you sweat or anything or? No. Uh, well, I mean, the costume itself was just like, um, outside of the body paint and everything. It's just, a like a, a shirt yeah. and some bottoms, some basically underwear. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of a cold costume and body paint doesn't really warm you up. Oh, um, okay. Okay. I mean, the Ferengi got hot for sure. Oh, like, I bet. I bet. Head. Well, I, I guess the one more question about the body paint, like, does it get itchy or anything or? No, no? I mean, unless you're allergic to it, it doesn't oh, like yeah. you don't really. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's like, I want to get a tat. <laughs> it depends on the body paint. There's, yeah, there's okay. some that would, but. I, I just feel myself good. getting uncomfortable. Like the, the times where. I've done like Halloween stuff, get stuff on my face or whatever. I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable wearing that stuff and just, mm -hmm. yeah, I can't imagine. You, get like, used to it. <laughs> God, you it, just get used to the discomfort. You just accept that as long as you're in, in costume that it's not going to be comfortable and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, more power to you. Holy crap. I couldn't do that. <laughs> Six hours. It's, it, it, it kind of reminds me of, um, when I, I used to watch a lot of the behind the scenes stuff of Lord of the Rings, like hearing how the hobbits would take, um, you know, oh, yeah. X, X amount of hours Hour. to get ready and all that stuff just for their feet and, you know, their ears and stuff. I'd be like, God, I mean, I know they're getting paid so like a really good money and all that stuff, but damn, can you, can you imagine doing that every day? Like, like, so your poison Ivy costume, you said, could you imagine having to do that like every day for six months or something like that? Because you're on a shoot. Or a movie shoot or something. I think you would just get used to it. I guess, yeah, because I guess it'd be part of your sort of like routine, mm -hmm. I guess. And then you're just thinking, oh, all the millions of dollars, you know, that's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, the artists and everything, they just, they love what they do. And so even yeah. if it takes half the day to get in the costume, at the end of the day, they absolutely love acting and everything so i i guess i can see because i remember watching that behind the scenes i guess i can see how people would also fall asleep during that too <laughs> like if you yeah, literally wake up at like 4 a.m or something yeah. for some yeah like if, imagine having to do that every day yeah there'd be days i'd fall asleep just like people just painting me or whatever just <laughs> god god that's painful um so before we go, uh, there is a little bit of a, I guess, more of a serious topic that I wanted to bring up. Um, and this is more related to women in gaming. And I guess it's something that, and I, I guess 
just bringing up like harassment that women face and especially with streaming on gaming and all that stuff, you know, and I, I guess it's a dumb question to ask. Have you experienced that? Cause it's, I think almost every woman's experienced that before. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, def definitely. Um, I, I, I definitely have, um, it happens on more subtle ways these days um than overt things like i mean I'll, i still get people coming into twitch chats and just being trolls and whatnot yeah um as they do but there's just a lot of also just subtle things um of just people not really thinking that you belong in the game but it's like saying it in kind of a very offhandish way um oh yeah i see what you mean stuff like that so so how have you been able to deal with that? And, and are you currently experiencing a lot of it right now or the past couple months or? Um, not, not so much lately. Um, I just, I mean, I ignore that kind of stuff anyway. I, that's good. I, that's good. It doesn't really phase me too much. Um, because I know I'm just going to do whatever I'm going to do regardless of what people say. Um, that's a good outlook to have. It's a good attitude. Good attitude. Uh, what's what's some advice you could give to other uh, female or non-binary people out there that might be experiencing, you know, harassment or anything like that? Uh, just ignore the people. They are projecting their miserable life onto you, and you shouldn't take it personally. And just keep trucking on because you're awesome, and the world is stacked against us. So we have to band together and fight against it. Oh, that's good. So the one thing that I have really liked what I've seen with the magic community is the amount of women and non-binary streamers I've been seeing a lot more lately because I when I first started getting into magic content, um, there weren't a whole lot of women in, in the content creation community and all that stuff. Um, there, there was a few, you know, like Megan Maria and then Aaron Campbell. Um probably like one or two others that I'm sorry I'm forgetting. Um, as far as streamers went, the only prominent one I could remember at the time is Mrs. Mulligan. Um, I don't I don't think Gabby Sparts was streaming at the time yet. I can't remember if she was but she but I don't know if you know Mrs. Mulligan or anything. Um, she was one of the only prominent magic online streamers um, way before arena. Um, but now when you look at the uh, streaming page for Arena, there's so many now. And that's um, it, it gives me hope. You know, it makes me happy to see that because it's I mean, it's going to be a surprise to no one that, you know, Magic has been a good old boys club for a long ass time. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not not just online, but go to LGSs and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how it is in Utah, but Florida, we've got some stinker game stores. Oh my God. I've got I, some stories I about stores very often on purpose. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I, I can't imagine what it's like in Utah, but it's not very good here. There, there's some good ones here. Don't get me wrong, but like some like cool stuff. Inc is a store that just does not put up with anybody's bullshit. They'll like kick you out right on the spot and all that stuff. So, but yeah, it's I think the thing that um gets me frustrated is when I see like mainly men saying um like oh you know women they don't face a lot of harassment or like that stuff or they just need to grow thick skin. I think what really opened my eyes as a male is um 
when my wife, uh, she doesn't stream or anything, but she's been getting into video games since the pandemic mm -hmm. and likes doing a lot of voice chat, you know, just because oh, she plays yeah. a lot of team games. And oh my God, it didn't, like, I always knew women face harassment, but when it's your significant other and she's like coming to you crying and yelling and screaming about people just being assholes, that's when it really hits you. You're like, oh shit. Like, oh yeah, voice voice comms and games are the worst. Um, a lot of times, I just won't even speak up because I, I I used to play a lot of Overwatch. Um, and yeah. It was it was always really bad. Um, oh, I can imagine. So I'll say like, "Good game, guys!" at the end, and they're like, "Wait, that was a girl? Here's a girl oh, playing God. with it? <laughs> like stuff like that." And she's like, "Okay, this is why I don't talk." Yeah, it, it's for for anybody out there that you know, doesn't believe women get harassed a lot. Just talk, talk to someone, T talk to a woman, you know, who plays video games and all that stuff. Like, yeah, it happens. Oh my gosh. And like I said, it, like I always knew it happened, but didn't realize the extent of it until it's mm -hmm. someone that, you know, it's someone close to you and all that right. stuff. Um, and it can even just be simple things of like the language that people use, like in their streams or in, in the in the game that you're playing so like over voice comms if if they're always just saying like hey boys let's do this good game boys <laughs> you know like not really acknowledging that there could be women playing with them um or just always assuming that your opponent in magic is um a man and yeah. not anything else yeah um, it's I, i've been trying so hard to get better at that is it's i mean um, i slip up with that too yeah um it, it's it's i i've been getting better at saying they for them or i just say motherfucker i'll look at this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> play this shit <laughs> but um yeah that that's and, and it's like little things like that but um so i'm glad to what i said but it all builds up it does it does and um and it's you know i try to be the best role model i can for my girls and all that stuff. I try, at least. I'm not perfect, but um so I'm I'm glad to hear that you know you got some good advice for handling harassers and all that stuff. It's it's unfortunate it happens. Um, but I don't know, it sucks. It sucks and it just pushes people away because it's like I said, Magic has had this like bad rap, like as awesome as a game it is, like it's such a great game. Um it just still has a lot of bad rep with it and D&D too D&D's &D gotten better too but god it's like and it's that old boys mentality of you know you like you want to protect this thing you don't want other people to have it because you know nerd culture is so right. prevalent and all that stuff but it's just the way of the times it's I, I there's always a little twinge of jealousy in me when I hear my girls, you know, talk like openly talk about playing video games with their friends and all yeah. that stuff. And, and I hate that makes it sound bad or anything because gr like is I I'm happy for them, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I'm so glad they can just openly talk, say like, you know, we play Fortnite, we play, you know, among us, right. we play whatever it is Minecraft. And, but it's like, I just remember, recall myself growing up. Like if I told anyone I played video games, you get laughed at or beat up and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's, I mean same <laughs> and I, think that's, I think that's why a lot of um guys just don't realize that 
like I think that's where this e-girl mentality came from is that a lot of guys didn't realize that there actually were tons of girls and women who grew up and played these games <laughs> that they did. It's just we didn't talk about it because we would also get made fun of and we didn't want that. Yeah. Um and we weren't welcome to Oh yeah. openly talk about these things and so they think that we weren't there but we really were. And that's what I love with my kids' generation, where they're just so, so open about it, and just how no one just, at least from what I hear, they don't give each other shit about it. I mean, yeah, they may make fun of them. Oh, you're playing Fortnite and all that stuff, but yeah, you're still playing Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, that that's not the cool thing anymore. Yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's all the kids. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, I guess we'll wrap up things here. Um, I I, I just first want to thank you for coming on, taking time out of your night. Yeah, thanks for having to me. Come on. Oh, no, thank you. Um, it was great chatting with you. Uh, we need to get together and play some EDH. You need to sleeve up, e e even if it's one of the pre-cons. I don't care. We, we need to <laughs> have you on stream, play some EDH. It'll be so much fun. I'll get Pixie involved, and I'll get, um, I don't know. I, I can even get someone like Inkling Customs or anything, if you know her. and Or maybe even Zbex. I don't think I've played Magic with her. Ooh. I can't remember. She She's a good player, though. Oh, oh, you you know who'd be really fun to have on? You know Sky Bills? Uh-huh. Oh, she's freaking she's scary good. <laughs> <laughs> she's like Oh my gosh. I, I remember when I when we played EDH with her one night, I was because we all said, like, yeah, this will just be a casual game. And she's like, Yeah, this is my casual deck, and just destroys <laughs> us. I'm like, I'm like, oh God, this is your definition of casual. She's like, Yeah. And <laughs> like, oh God. <laughs> She's great, though. I love her. She's she's great. Um, so thank you. Like I said, thank you again for coming on. Um, uh, where can people find you should they want to reach out? And also um, your D&D channel as well, too. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm at Zabracus on all of the socials. Z-A-B-R-A-C-U-S. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, if you feel like checking out my YouTube videos, uh, that's Zab's Nerd House. But if you search Zabracus, you'll find me, too. Um, and then the other D&D channel that I have, or the D&D channel I have, is <laughs> um, The General Good at uh, twitch or twitch.tv slash The General Good. The so. General Good, not General Good. The. The General Good. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Unfortunate. All right awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, th thank you again for coming on. Um, really appreciate it. And oh, It was great to chat with you. Yeah, awesome. Well, I hope you have a good night. Thanks, you too. <laughs> Hey, everybody, and thank you all for listening and watching this episode of Magic with Zuby. Hope you all really enjoyed the interview with Zab. Um, I did, and we are going to try to do a game of EDH. Um, and if you missed my episode last week with Alias V, we did do an EDH episode last Saturday on the 18th, I think, or 17th. Um, it, uh, me and Pixie played some EDH with Alias, and it was so much fun. And her buddy Asef is well there, too. So uh, it was great, great interview with Zab, and hope you all really enjoyed it and liked it. Is I, I wish we had more time with it. Um, it's great talking with her. She's a really cool person. Hope you all enjoy it, too. And thank you all for listening and watching. And as my cat um, is going to just start getting in my face again as I try to finish up this show podcast recording so here have a cat here kitty look at the screen look at the screen there you go kitty bye bye kitty 